You're listening to the Punisher Waterfowls, the Union 0430 podcast. Brought to you by Real Geese Decoys, the most technological advanced silhouette decoys on the market. And Vortex Canada, the force of optics. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Union 0430 episode 117 and we got him back and he's just back from Canada too, which is awesome. So now we get to pick his brain because ah, no vaccine requirements to come into Canada (laughs) anymore. So all of our fucking Yankee friends are coming up and they're able to take part in hunting and and they're able to bring and the American scientists, they've allowed allowed you guys to bring birds back across the the border now for some i don't know who fucking shook them up but anyways everything's all good everything's back to normal people are able to travel into canada to hunt they're able to bring birds back to the states all is well in the world the moons of andor have a line and we've got (laughs) eric massey on with us tonight come to us all the way from kansas mark is on with us tonight coming to us from nova scotia ryan is trying to lock down a field for the weekend dave is on a far call and philly is out in saskatchewan right now freelancing (laughs) and uh and he's just having having a bit of a ball. He sent me a picture today. They went on a Drake only hunt this morning. So um, just nothing but green heads and, and, some, wow. and some pintails. So um, no sprigs yet. Still a bit too early for the sprigs, he said, but uh, they're getting into them. But anyways, Mark, good to see you, buddy. I think this is the first time I've been on with you in a while, Mark. Um, so trying to get everybody's schedule fucking freed up and eric yes and i'll tell everybody i am wearing my white tangle free hoodie tonight because that's my only one i got left don't worry it's not snowing up here yet um so for all of you south of the border that's expecting that big rush of birds now that you're seeing the white hoodie on me uh-uh. we had 20 degrees celsius today so here in kingston so what's that that's about 69 uh-huh. 60 something. Yeah. Yeah. About 69. So, uh, so yeah, the birds aren't coming down to you just yet. You still got a little bit of a wait before that, those cold fronts start pushing birds down to you, but Eric, buddy, um, great to have you on again. Welcome. Uh, I wish, fuck, I wish I could have got out West and, and hooked up with you and stalling the crew. That would have been awesome. But that, how was your trip out West? Where did you go? Were you in Saskatchewan or Alberta? Uh, Manitoba. Oh, Manitoba. Oh, fuck. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So just literally, I mean, as straight north of me as you could go, right? Yeah. Through South Dakota, through North Dakota and into Manitoba about three hours. So. Okay. Yeah. And, and how was the hunting with lots of birds? There, you know, there was, it was, um, it was an interesting drive up there. It was, uh, we saw birds further south than we had ever seen them. Um, we saw them almost, almost when we got into North Dakota, we saw really? them all the way through North Dakota. Uh, Winnipeg was just absolutely jacked. Yeah. Um, you know, all the way up there. Yeah. And, um, I think a lot of it had to do with, with the water, right. The flood and everything that, that oh, sort yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So when we got up there, it was a little bit different. We got up there, drove through the night. And combines were still moving. I mean, um, harvesting was just getting away. It was, it oh. was, they were just cutting. So it was, um, it was a little bit different. It, we, we spent the first couple of days locking down stuff that didn't, didn't have birds on it. Um, mm. we, we knew things were going to change that quickly. Right. Wow. I mean, uh, as people were starting to cut, I mean, it's amazing how, a, you know, how an uncut barley field all of a sudden, you know, there's not a, not a goose or duck within five miles. And all of a sudden that thing gets cut and you, you can't freaking beat them out of there with a stick for the next three days. Yeah. It's amazing how fast they find it. But oh. so that, that was a little bit, that was a little bit different. And then the water, the, I mean, the water in that area of Manitoba was the ditches were full. There were fields that looked like, you know, water had been there for a year. It was crazy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So more ducks than we had ever, we'd ever seen. Um, 
the fields themselves weren't wet. It was just that there were there were wet holes, you know, right. in, yeah. in places or whatever. So wet uh, holes in Manitoba. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it, it was a little bit different. Um, but then so we had to change, you know. We had we, we had a pea field one day and um uh we we thought we were gonna ride on that for two days, and then all of a sudden a guy down the road cut a barley field and it was, you know, we had to go yeah. get the barley field. And uh, so we had to do a little changing, but uh, other than that, it, it, because there was a lot of fields that weren't even sewn in. Right. I mean, there was a lot of like dirt fields. So okay. some, of the, some of the feeds we found were way bigger than, than anything we found in the past. Right. Where you would, yeah. you'd have fields that had 500 to a thousand for five miles straight. And now all of a sudden you had a pea field that had five, 6,000 honkers in it. You're like, Oh shit. We, you know, wow. So, so there was a couple of fields we hunted twice. I mean, you get in, get out, do your thing. Yeah. Um, and then go hit know. it again. Yeah. We had, uh, we had two residents with us. So we kind of had that, that buffer zone, you yep. know? So we just, we, we just went up to five a person, you know, that way, if there was a, a blind or something that stall had to run, we knew yeah. we kind of had a, what is it? A six bird. Yeah. Six bird buffer, right? Three, three, you guys have what? Eight or six or. No, or we're, uh, we're at five now down in Ontario. Um, yeah. So we're at yeah. five we're at early season. We're at 10, but we come down to five then. Is that just for residents as well? No, I, no, I don't think so. I think if you guys were, if you guys were here, it's just that it's that resident goose hunt right so they're just trying to yeah. knock out the, the resident birds so i yeah. think if you guys are here in ontario during during the that week before i think it's 10 birds for you guys as well gotcha it's just the ontario rigs whoever wants to come hunt in ontario those are the limits yeah, yeah. or it, it depends on the part of ontario obviously because yeah down by windsor it's like two yeah. yeah we uh we screwed that up as well a couple of us who had uh normally purchased the licenses there when we get up there yeah, a couple of us tried to buy them here uh, online because everything yep. was on. You know, you can do it online. And yeah, dumbass, dumbass me. I, you know, I picked non-resident because I mean, you look at it and you're thinking, oh, I'm, a, you know, I'm a non-resident. And then you get yep. up there, they're like, yeah, no, you're a foreign resident. And I'm like, oh shit, you're right. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Yeah, non-resident oh. is still Canadian. Oh fuck, I would have. That's good to know because if I ever come, because I would have done the same thing if I come stateside, I would have been like, no, I'm not a re- I'm not a resident. In the it's states, really it's bad too because it's the first choice. So when yeah. you log on to Manitoba, the first choice is like obviously resident, and then the yeah. next choice is non-resident. So you're like, yeah. oh, I'm a yeah. non-resident. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and it sucks because then you get up there and you're you 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 have a foreign resident. It's like a seventy-five dollar difference or whatever, oh, and you, they're not going to give you money. They're not going to give you the money back. So <laughs> no, you, you basically have to, to beg for them Eat to it. put it back on your card and then purchase a new license. But yeah, it's all good. It all it it all worked out. But uh, borders were um, they were packed. Um, really? Getting in, yeah, getting in and out was was easy as far as once you got up to the windows. Yeah, but it was the wait. We got up there, terrible timing. We drove through the night. We got there about ten thirty or eleven. Yeah, and five lanes went down to went down to like oh, two. Right, and then we went down to one, and we were we were screwed. So, um, but other other than that, and then coming home was that day that the vaccine got lifted, and <laughs> everybody. I don't know what the hell the deal was. I don't know what you guys were trying to get down to South Forks or North Forks or whatever to go to Shields or whatever it was. But we were in a line. Everybody. Every car had Manitoba plates. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. Shit. Oh, yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah. So, I didn't know that it hadn't been. So have you guys been able to come to the States yeah. for the last year? Yeah. It, but you had to have you had to have vaccine cards or. Yeah. Uh, no. So the States, uh, states could care less. If I was vaccinated or not. So I would, I, cause I cross over fairly often here. Um, Mm -hmm. so they could care less. It's just when I come back, when I come back to Canada, the fucking government has this, it's called arrive Canada app. 
You guys oh, probably yeah. would have had to fill it out right before you came yeah. into Canada. Yeah. So yeah. that's a pain in the ass. And you got to show that you, you got to sh- show your proof of, of vaccine and all that shit. Um, if not, you've got to show that you're going to, you're going to isolate and all this. Well, and you know, all that, right. Yeah. But that, I think that arrive Canada app, that's going the way to Dodo. Yeah. That's yeah. going the way to Dodo bird as well. So yeah. Like, yeah, well, I think home, we're the only country. I think we're the only country in the fucking world that's still holding on to these COVID restrictions. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what we did not do. Um, we, we didn't bring anything back. We gifted everything up there, which yeah. we normally do anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, some of that stuff is just gray. I, I don't I don't know. We just didn't want to test the waters. And, I, I, you know, yeah, I I watched a video the other night of a guy, you know, doing it and saying how to do it and all this stuff. And we were just like, you know what, we, we have the places up there already gifted. And we were like, yeah, let's, let's just, let's just gift it. It's yeah. not, it's not worth it. So yeah. You always feel like an idiot when you drive back through. Right. Yeah. Hey, you've been up here nine days. Were you successful? Uh, yeah. Nope. <laughs> Don't have anything to show for it. <laughs> Really, you didn't bring anything back? Oh, nope. Not a bird. <laughs> nope, not a thing. Not, not a thing. Mark, uh, when Eric started talking about coming up through uh, North yes. and South Dakota, you seemed like you wanted to say something. Well, let's, let's get down to the brass tacks here. You've seen all those birds before you hit the border. And the real reason they were there is because the same reason that people choose. They just didn't want to be in Manitoba. yeah they're trying to get the fuck away from winnipeg yeah Yeah, they're trying to get away from winter peg yeah i Um, can see that i can see that oh there he said it (laughs) um but today did you see stall's post today eric oh yeah oh yeah you know those are just all molts too yeah so that's 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 one yeah that's a great great thing that we saw that was insane. Yeah. What was it? What did they have? Like six or seven bands there? That was crazy. Yeah, I think that was yeah, and that was just that was just molts. I think they killed another couple that were that were older bands or whatever, but those were all just just molts. And um, yeah, he was he was pretty uh he, he was pretty encouraging, you know. Yeah. I mean, he would look at each at, at everything and um, you know, he he he's damn near a scientist, so he knew how young things were and, and that type of thing. And uh so he was he was pretty encouraged by the numbers as far as that goes. Oh, that's good. And uh yeah. Yeah. that uh I was waiting for you to send me a video of Carl going and retrieving a bird and then you going out and retrieving a <laughs> bird. I was really hoping for you to send me something something well, crazy. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we I'm sure we have it for sure. <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Eric, buddy, I wanted to, I know you probably listened to it, but a, a while back we had Corey on. Yeah. And uh, we were pretty excited because I think we were, I think we're, we were the first podcast that Corey had done. He, he usually stays away from that stuff. So he had come on and we had talked about this, this relationship between Tangle Free and, and uh, First Light. And it seems like the more I, I'm watching social media now, it just, it's another, like if you thought Tangle Free was was one dimensional where, you know, they had um, the Max 5 and then they went Sitka with the Optifade and now with the Typha, like Tangle Free is really setting themselves up to be that one-stop shop regardless of what your camel pattern is, if, if that's a fair thing to say. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it, his model, his direct to consumer model has allowed him to, to be flexible yeah. and more so it's kind of allowed him not to tie yourself to, you know, to, right. to stick or, or something like that. But right. the thing is, is, and you've seen it just in the last three, four months or whatever, mm-hmm. Things change, man. Uh, that that whole Sitka group has changed. Like our our contacts that we had two three years ago have mm-hmm. changed. Oh yeah, uh, just like all of us. I mean, their positions yeah. grow, their family situations differ. They, they change jobs. They do different things. And if you just if you're just locked in and latched on on just a content guy, 
yeah. six months later, a new content guy comes in and you have to kind of rebuild all that. You have to gain trust. You have to do this. So big if you dive. kind of stand back and you're a little more flexible and you're kind of like, Hey, we want to partner with good people with great, you know, with, with good products and stuff. And it's, it's, it's worked. Uh, it's worked well for him. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, I think it's worked. I think, I think it's worked extremely well for him. I'm seeing like, I'm seeing more tangle free posts on social media now than I ever have. And, yeah. and I think it's because of the diversity that, that the company is able to put um, three, let's face it, three of the best camel pattern or three of the most widely used camel patterns out there. Um, yeah. They're putting, they're able to put it on almost all their products. Right. So it is very yeah. diverse and, and I'm, I'm seeing a ton of tangle free posts on social media now. So it's good. I, <laughs> I, I love it. I think it's, I think it's amazing, yeah. but um, yeah, and, and what's what's been cool about it is that um, that that category, of course, there are waterfowl hunters in that category, um, but the majority, I, I think, and this is just from my perspective so far, from yeah. meat eater, um, is is it's a little more big game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all those guys waterfowl hunt, maybe they don't yeah. designate their entire season to it. Yeah, but a lot of those guys are you know, they start with elk or they start with, you know, this. And uh, when they go back to their house, their homes or whatever, maybe they waterfowl hunt with families around holidays. Mm-hmm. So they're waterfowl hunters. They might yep. not be, you know, waterfowl chasers like some yep. of us. Yeah. Um, and that's been cool. Cause I've got to talk to a couple of those guys or whatever. Oh yeah. I, and, I mean, that's, that's, but the thing that I found cool. out about all those guys, well, not all of them, I've only met a, like probably a half a dozen of them. Um, but every one of them started out as waterfowl hunters. That was the first thing they ever hunted was, was ducks and geese. Right. And then they, they just evolved into big game and then, you know, um, elk and deer and sheep and, and everything else. And then traveling all over, you know, North America and the world. Um, but for the most part, they all cut their teeth um, chasing ducks Jump so, in a it, pond or jump yeah. in a creek. Yeah, or, so it's really cool. Know? Yeah, it's really cool. I like yeah. it. I think it's really yeah. Awesome. That 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 whole you know you you can really see how you can get completely hooked on some of that some of those videos with an elk up close and oh, the sound buddy. and stuff like that. I mean, I'm I'm like holy shit, that is that that is really really cool. Well, yeah. now now we're we're treading into Mark's territory, right? Because Mark was a big game hunter before he was a duck hunter. And, and I would say, Mark, would you consider yourself, even today, you would consider yourself more of a big game hunter than a duck hunter, right? No, I'm 50, 50. I'm a, yeah. I, I, try, I try to spread myself across the board on whatever <laughs> I'm doing. Like when I was in Ontario, I fully embraced turkey hunting along with bear, deer, and, and I would travel back to Newfoundland to hunt moose with my family. But uh, waterfowl was a, was a huge part for a while, but then it kind of it spread back out. It evened out again. Now it's now it's across the board. I try and do whatever. Yeah. Uh, life right now has a lot of other things going on, so I don't I don't get to do a ton of a ton of any of it now. But I'm trying to get back into it again. So that's where we're at. I like I like the I like some of the I like the camp aspect to some of that stuff too, right? Um, you know, deer camp, elk camp, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, it's one of the reasons I, you know, I, I was and still enjoy bow hunting for deer, but bow hunting for deer in Kansas, it does take up, I mean, it takes up so much time and that's kind of like all you're doing or whatever, but I love the aspect of like the, the camp kind of feel of like going for a week and a half to elk camp with my buddies, you know, that I could do that may not kill one, but I would enjoy the aspects of camp. Yeah, like that's something. So this weekend, so well, we're recording tonight. It's Thursday. Um, so starting tomorrow, Dave and I are are on our way to uh to a place here in Ontario. So we've we've got a guide. Um, he's putting together a a, a hunt. So it's a a co-ed hunt. So mostly couples, husband and wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend. Um, they're all Whatever. coming. Yeah, yeah, they're all coming in. Um, and they're going to hunt for the week and then, and it's a camp, uh, same thing, right? We're, we're staying in cottages. Everybody's got their own room. Um, and it's, you know, Friday night meet and greet 
eat some good food, have some drinks, get up early Saturday morning, hunt Saturday morning, hunt Saturday night, um, and then hunt again Sunday morning, and then clean birds, clean up, pack up, and everybody gets on the go. We're doing that this weekend, so the 8th and 9th, and then the following weekend, we're doing it again with a bunch of dudes that's going to be a strict um goose hunt so no well f ducks come in obviously we're but we're not we're <laughs> going to be hunting we're going to be hunting fields so yeah. um mallards ducks and fields is is not a, a common thing up here so if you're hunting fields you're looking at geese if you want to get into ducks you got to be hunting over water right so but that right. that camp mentality that camp life that you're talking about where people come together and complete strangers is for for a lot of it um, they've never met other than online or through Facebook or Instagram or, or whatever, but yet everybody comes in, they all understand what, why they're there. And, uh, and, and you're right. Just this camp life of everybody eating together, drinking together, telling funny stories, making fun of one another, all that good shit. Um, it, it makes the hunt and, and as much as, you know, I want to see piles of birds and people smiling and, and getting their money's worth. Um, everybody says, well, we could care less about the birds. It's all about it's all about the laughs and the food and all that stuff. But yeah, you know, for me, I'm happiest when I see people just surrounded by mountains of birds. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. And then once you get the first pile, it's pretty tough to just be like, oh, it's not about the birds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Everybody, I think that's, I think there's, I've said it before, but deep down, I've been like, listen, like, I enjoy everybody's company. I love you all. You're all great friends. But I came here to shoot birds. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's, yeah. uh, but I wanted to talk to you and, you know, Last year we had done this show, uh, you, myself, and Bobby Hayes, and and we really was talking about the why, and and we were really trying to get in, dig down into duck hunting and waterfowling and stuff. And a couple of weeks ago we had Stall on the show, and David asked had asked Sean right at the end, you know, any advice you want to throw out, uh, and and Stall had said, you know, like we're jerks to one another and, and our hunter recruitment is down low and we need to, we need to be more welcoming to people and bring more people in and get more people in duck hunting and stuff. And I remember when we were chatting last year, like we were trying to bend your son's ear and we yeah. really, because it was easy for us to say, well, this is what we're doing and this is what we think would work and stuff. And and here you are with a with a 19 year old kid and um, and we really wanted to know what his thoughts are on this. Like, what what is it that the 19 year olds are, are looking for? So yeah. it's been a year now and I know he's playing baseball and, and he's got a lot of stuff on on the go right now. But did you ever get a chance to talk to him and, and find out exactly what it was that 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 those 19 year olds want to see from from the waterfowling world yeah we actually uh we did even better than that we actually got to take him so we took him to um ended up on his break and it worked out he went to oklahoma with stall with me with the yep. crew and he was you know and he was part of the crew and he got to you know he got to see that so of course he got to witness the you know yeah but what was important was the the work, I mean, the first morning when it, when the alarm went off at three 45 or four, and he was just like, what in the hell, you know, <laughs> what, what, are we, what are we doing? And I was like, well, the, this is lessers. And so, you know, uh, yep. I mean, you're about, this is, we're probably an hour and a half hour, 40 minute setup time. And he's just like, are you, but yeah. the hunt itself showed wh why we did that. Yeah. You know, we put wad after wad of lessers in front of us and, you know, this stuff. And he said, you know, is this how it always is? And I said, <laughs> well, no, it's not. No, this is not how it always is. Yeah. But if you put, if you Working. put this effort in, yeah. you have a better chance Absolutely. At, at, you know, at seeing it. And um, he, you know, and then he got to see all the other aspects after the hunt. Right. Um, it's, it's pickup. 
and then it's beat the streets again and it's get, you know, line up and it's, it's, it's that kind of stuff. He liked that because it was kind of a competitive feel, right. You know, you're trying to, uh, you know, it's one of those, maybe we may get a field that maybe we don't hunt, but we're going to get it. So you don't hunt it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You know, one of those deals. He, he liked that aspect of it way more than just like, Hey, I'm going to go down to the public marsh or I'm going to go to the marsh and you know, that kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, yeah, he, he, we got to see that, that sort of part of it. Um, and then we got to see him in that, you know, environment and, um, it was, it was cool. It was, uh, it was really cool. Yeah. How, how important was it? Like, you know, once it was all over and it was just you and him back sitting at the house and chatting about it, how important was it for him to be around the crew? And, and the reason why, like the, those fellas have forgotten more about goose hunting than I'll ever know. Right. Um, and it's work to them and they put in all the work and, and same with you, Eric, right? Like you guys are traveling all over the States, up into Canada, you put in all this work and it is work. Um, yeah. yeah. But you still have a ton of fun, a ton of laughs. It's not always a smasher every day. Um, and that, and there, you have to have a certain attitude in order to wake up every morning at three 45 to go out and chase these things, not knowing if it's going to be a smasher or not. Right. So how important, you know, for, for you as a dad to be able to surround him with, with stall and those guys uh, and, and be able to, you know, teach them the right way, right? Listen, we're putting in work, but it's no guarantee. Right. Yeah. It, listen, he taught, he taught us some stuff too on, on, on the other side. There was one day where um, we, we were going to do traffic. We just, we, we didn't, we didn't get it done on the scout. We didn't have it, but we did have a place that we knew they were, you know, coming back to the lake. And we, you know, we had a good idea that it was going to be decent, but it would have been a very easy hunt to just bang, to just be like, Hey, not going to happen. Let's take the morning, let's scout and let's just bang tomorrow. And then, you know, so we can really set it up for the next day. Yep. I mentioned it to him at lunch the day, you know, the day before I'm like, man, you know, it's not. And he's like, well, you know, but this is my only trip. <laughs> you know, I just got back from college yeah. and you know, I, I this, this is my only trip. And I was like, yeah, you know, you're right. We, we take, and I've told you this before, we take some of that stuff for granted. Yeah. Um, you know, it's easy for us to be seven, eight days and maybe bang one day because we don't think it's going to be a banger right yeah yeah but for him he was like no i mean he did not want to take one day because he's like this is yeah that's his his whole season was wrapped up in about seven days right that's right yeah right and that was it so he was not going to just bang one day and we were kind of like we we needed that little reminder like guys this is we we are in we're blessed this is a yeah uh, we're, we're in a pretty cool position here uh let's you know, let's do it. And, uh, and it turned out to be a good one. It wasn't anything, you know, incredible or whatever, but it was worth it. Yeah. It wasn't, of like course. It was, yeah. It wasn't like it was miserable and we, you know, it cost us anything. It was, it worked out. So hey, we, we learned some things from him. We also had a, at that time we had a 19 year old and a 90 year old, um, in the oh, blind smokes. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was, um, what is, what is his name? Um, Oh, he wrote a, he wrote a book years and years and years ago. Um, him and his wife literally travel all over and, and, and hunt, but it was, it was cool. So you had a 19 and you had a 90 and their perspectives, guess what? We're exactly the same. Oh, I bet. This 90 year old was just like, Oh, what an, you know, what an incredible day. I enjoyed it so much, this and that. And the 19 year old saying the same thing. And we're in the middle kind of going, it was you know it was you know this and that and we're like all right we need to we need to shut our face we are lucky to be here yes you know let's go back let's have breakfast who you know who cares um yeah so it was that that was that one was super cool i'll have to get that guy's name but that was i'm not gonna lie i love hunting but a very close second 
is the breakfast after the hunt. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no doubt. Mark, no, we've no. had some, we've had some doozies. Oh, buddy. I, I'd say one fall, I put on 25 pounds. <laughs> just for breakfast. And that's, what, that's what grinding every, every, that's, that's what three, four hunts a week. So yeah. three, four hunts a week for an entire fall. Yeah. So you're working for all that. And I used to work my ass off. You asked Amy and I, I, every hunt I was working my ass off and I still put on 25 pounds <laughs> in a fall. Uh, you know what's, all, you know what's crazy is like when you when you get like that, how you stop at gas stations and you stop at stuff, you buy stuff and eat stuff that you never eat the oh, rest of the year. Buddy. Like I'm in a gas station in Manitoba and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> these funyuns look good. <laughs> you know, I, don't eat I, I, I don't eat a funyun all summer. I don't eat yeah. nothing, and then all of a sudden in some in, in the wintertime, it's like, oh man. Beef jerky and onions sound yeah. so good. There was yeah. somebody put a post on uh, on Instagram the other day, and it was it was one of the, uh, the maybe split read or somebody like that down in the states, right? Like very big following, anyways. And and it was walking into a gas station and and taking a handful of little debbies. And, yeah. and sticking them in a bag, and and they were like, "Oh well, back to uh, well gas station burritos and little uh, debbies." <laughs> we, ours was egg rolls. There was one, there was one place uh, we just had like egg rolls, and I was like, "Why do we keep eating these?" Everybody's like, "Oh man, my stomach's upset." Next morning, uh, do three egg rolls and four potato wedges. It's like, uh, awesome. So, yeah. I don't think I'm gonna eat an egg roll, you know, yeah. until our next trip. Yeah, absolutely, buddy. Absolutely. But those are the, those are the, you know, those are the, some of the things that you remember, you know, there was, well, of course, those are the, cool. those are the funny things, especially yeah. when if a fella gets, you know, a little short taken and he can't get to the hunt or he slows down the hunt because you got to stop for him and, and, and the fella's just ripping on them and, and giving them oh, a hard time. And like, those are the things that, and don't get me wrong again, I love getting piles of birds um, but there's some funny stuff that happens to and from the field uh, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you and you can't you can't predict it. Right. Especially right. when you're eating gas station burritos <laughs> and, and gas station yeah. coffee. Oh, yeah. Or flavors of Mountain Dew. I didn't even know there was other flavors of Mountain Dew. Now, all of a sudden, in the last week, I've had like six different ones. I'm like, I, didn't, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I think Jeff, I think Jeff Coates, when we were. I'm pretty sure it was Jeff had this Jeff switch to like diet do just mm. because of the amount of sugar that was in, that was in the regular yeah. Mountain Dew. He just couldn't do it anymore. I'm pretty sure when we were in PEI hunting last year, he was, he was on diet do. Was that last year? Or yeah. Year I got to about, I got to about Sioux Falls and I was like, I, I probably oh. need Number one, I need to diet. Number two, if there would have been like an Alcoholics Anonymous nearby, I probably, I probably would have checked in for 48 hours before, yeah. you know. Uh, no doubt. A little, little bit of detox time, you know, when you, when you come home. But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what's on, what's, on the, what's on the calendar for you now? Like you're back home now. Uh, do you have a couple weeks home before you start, before you hit the road again? Uh, I'm leaving again next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for a quick one. Um, and then I'm going to go to California with Corey. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so that's, that's going to be super cool. Those limits are, limits are crazy. Um, yeah. And that's, that's just some fan and and that's a camp kind of feel kind of thing. It'll be with him and his dad and just just the family or something. So. That'll that'll take me up to November, and then uh, and then I think mid November is our is our next one. And I'm not I'm not sure where. So I think Stahl's going to do a couple boats. He, I think he's you know he got that new boat and he got um, uh, that Express sponsorship and he he put a blind on that and all, all yeah. that stuff. So I think he's going to do a couple of those trips. Okay. Uh, with the with the boat, and then we'll we'll start chasing lessers again about December one. So. Oh wow. So, and then, so what yeah. about your young fella? Is your young fella coming home for Thanksgiving? He's got a little thing. He's got a short Thanksgiving break. And so we'll go just us around here for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, and then he doesn't have a long Christmas break again. So we're going to have to try to figure something out. 
Okay. Uh, he had that long, he had that extended one because of COVID. Oh, okay. 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 How many, uh, how many home runs have he hit this year? Uh, he hit two in batting practice last week, went two for three with two doubles against uh, a, a pretty good Seminole state team. So yeah. Yeah. They, they, they play Florida. Uh, no, down in Oklahoma. Okay. Southern Oklahoma. So they'll play mostly in Southern Oklahoma and like, um, North Texas and things like that okay. while it gets cold. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Which Good fall base fall baseball is beautiful at the beginning. Yeah. And then just and then just miserable. Like yeah. I mean, it would make you want to quit, you know, kind of deal. So yeah. Well, I'm a I'm a bandwagon ball a baseball fan so i'll start watching now that the jays are back in the playoffs and, and <laughs> that's right that's yeah right. so <laughs> I, i'm not a i used to, i used to be a real big fan of ball one time and then i don't know i just just got away it's from slow it. it's too it's, slow it's, it's not un, it is unwatchable on tv i will say that yeah i i don't know but like it's still i i get that it's slow but I still enjoy like when that that crazy catch is made or that monster home run is hit or yeah. or the mind games that are played uh, in a tie game in the ninth ninth inning. Like it's slow. Yeah, but it's it's still it's still fun for years. I couldn't watch football for years. Really? Like I couldn't football? Like- yeah, I couldn't watch it. And then um a bunch of years ago, the, the NHL, the hockey, they had striked and, and there was no oh, hockey. Yeah. So I got into football and, and I started the, I still don't know everything, but I really started to see the, 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 the thinking behind football. And then I, I just fell in love with it. So like my yeah. Sundays now is, is football. That's what I do on Sundays. Is I watch football cause I, I fucking love it. But, but Mark, you know, hockey in the States here is, is, is crazy. It, yeah. Oh, dude. When like I was if, in Missouri, if you don't live in an area like St. Like I mean, St. Louis Blues, you <laughs> will see more. You'll walk downtown and see more Blues jerseys than you almost will, you know, anything else. But Kansas, we've never had it. We almost had. Was it the Penguins? Maybe at one time. Uh, that was possible. Yeah. Crosby came along. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, right there. Um, was a, I was in Missouri when the Rams were still in St. Louis, right? So oh, the yeah. last, so the last year the Rams were in St. Louis, I was in, I was down by uh, fuck. I forget the name of the town. Anyways, um, I was in Missouri and I wanted to go see uh, the blues play and Chicago was going to be in town and the people. So at this bar that I used to go to, they were like, forget about it. You're not getting tickets if Chicago's right. in town. Don't even think about it. If Chicago's in town, that game's been sold out for ages. And I was like, really? And I was shocked, right? And they were like, dude, you'll see more blues jerseys downtown than you will see Rams jerseys downtown. Yeah. And and I was floored. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. But it St. Louis is a huge hockey town. Huge I hockey didn't town. huge hockey town. And I I had no idea. But they were like, don't even think about it. If Chicago's in town, don't even think about it. That game's been sold out for months. And I was. Yeah, you, you you wonder why they haven't been able to. They haven't really been able to keep an NFL franchise. Yeah, they actually had the Cardinals. They had the Rams. They yeah. But they, they have not been able to. And the Cardinals uh, are the Cardinals do well. Like. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Cardinals do well. Um, but it's baseball. It's baseball. What about? Te- technically, they actually have a great football team. The Kansas City Chiefs are in Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah, And and yeah, probably one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. So. Yeah. Yeah, he he is. Um, man, yeah, he he he. He seems to be saying and doing all the right things too right mm-hmm. now for us. For us yeah, in yeah. Kansas City. Um, his, his, his wife probably needs to le- lose her Twitter on her phone. That would help. <laughs> well, I think, don't, I think don't we know let somebody her... else in the States too that <laughs> got hurt with Twitter, right? Well, <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I think he might have done all right if he didn't have a Twitter account. He probably would have done a second term if he didn't have a Twitter uh, yeah. account. I can't tell you how many times I just said, somebody stop him. <laughs> <laughs> grab, his, grab his phone. 
But uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe Giselle can uh, give her some hints on on what to do. But uh, you know, that cool. divorce. Yeah. Right? Wow. That's... Just goes just goes to show. Just that, goes that, to... that uh, I mean to come back to the season that he's on right now, and that like, you know that's a re- that that's too bad. That's gonna really yeah. taint his last year. That's big sucks. time, big you know? time. And then and then that dude, I think his name is Connor. I think um, just up and retired. And he was like, I'm done. It's time yeah, for me. Like, I'm, I'm out. I'm yeah. Out. I'm out. I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay home and look after kids and, and be a stay at home. dad. <laughs> there's yeah. Brady. Um, uh, <laughs> no wife, no receivers. No- <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. 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 Anyways, that's, that was our tangent for tonight. Football, mm-hmm. baseball, hockey. Um, what are you? So I know when you were in, in, in Manitoba, like, um, you got into the birds, you said in Winnipeg, it was full yeah. North, South Dakota. You had seen the birds, but what's like, what, what's the general consensus? Like, is, is there, there was a lot of worry that there wasn't a great hatch, hatch. last year. So th- this year's hatch was good. So they're expecting the numbers to be great next year, but last year's hatch wasn't great. And now they're saying this year's bird population isn't going to be good, but I'm seeing lots of, lots of birds. I'm hearing fellas saying lot, the birds are good. What did you guys notice when you were, when you were traveling? Yeah, around? We, we would, ha- we would have to say that the hatch looks that, that it looks good. Yeah. Uh, I can't say like great or anything, but it, it looks a lot better than it did the year before. Okay. Um, we, we killed a lot of molts and, and young ones, but you can also tell, um, you know, snows and blues and, and how many juvies there were not giant numbers, but right. Um, you could also see one day we had about, Oh, maybe eight was about the, the biggest wind day we had. Um, but it, it, but it went up, it started at eight and it really went to about 15 or 16. Okay. You, you want to talk about really seeing young birds and how young birds can react, get a 20 mile an hour wind on a flock of anything and and you'll be able to tell which ones just started flying and which ones right didn't. yeah they I look bet. like you know it, one would go up one would go down it looks like they're going to sit somewhere well, you know one looks like an idiot and like he doesn't know how to fly one hits the ground and rolls <laughs> over like he like it was the first time he tried to land really? you, you don't you don't think of that but you you actually notice a lot of that stuff yeah i bet know? and and when you're seeing when you're landing them and stuff, you really start seeing, I mean, you'll see one that, you know, lands 55 yards away. Well, he didn't mean to do it. He, he just, he landed <laughs> over there and he's just like, ah, oh, shit, I needed 10 more wing beats. You know, <laughs> oh, is this how you guys do it? You know? Yeah. 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 You, you actually can see a lot of that. And, we, and, and you did see way more of that. So I, I would say that expectations are good. Um, I would say duck expectations are way better than I thought. I kept hearing, I saw a DU survey. I saw yeah. all kinds of stuff that that was looking bad. Yeah, that's not what we saw in, okay. in, in the area that we were at, which would be what it, it most of it would be Central Flyway, but some of it does go down to Mississippi, right? right? Yeah. Um, so what we saw, we we were really encouraged. You know, awesome, uh, but. That was just that area. Now I've heard from buddies and stuff in Saskatchewan that it's been a little bit different. Okay. Some have said in pockets it, it's been good, um, and and then some of them have said that the numbers aren't even as good as the year before and things like that. But uh, you know, Saskatchewan is a is a different animal when you. Yeah. Depends where you go. I mean, yeah, well, big time. It, We've been seeing pictures from uh, our buddy Phil, and there's a lot of ducks in his photos, and not a lot of geese. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, when we were when we were in Saskatchewan a couple of years ago, um we we shot everything but Canada's. We never I don't think we shot one Canada the whole week that we were out there. But but Specs, Blues, Ross and then everything yeah. duck, we shot we shot a lot of it, but Canada's we we didn't see it. But Phil and them Merck um, I'm looking at Jordan Stone's stuff that he's putting out. I'm not used to seeing the snows like when when you see like a field of like 
20,000 fucking snows into it. So I don't know what the snow population, what's good and what's bad, because I've got nothing to compare it to. But he's showing videos of fields of snows. And I'm like, holy smoke. Like, this is insane, insane. But I've got nothing to compare it to. So I don't know if it's good or bad. Yeah, well, what I always think different about Saskatchewan is, is just the area itself. I mean, mm-hmm. I know people who think, oh, you know, I hunt in Saskatchewan every year and, and they're, you know, they're minutes away from Regina or yeah. from Saskatoon. And I'm like, man, you're, yeah. you're seven hours away from yeah. Yeah. North the- Battleford or way up there where fighting yeah. practice starts, where That's Manitoba, right. you can get past Winnipeg. Yeah. You, you, you can get three, four hours and farming practice is just starting mm-hmm. you know? where Saskatchewan, if you're hunting Saskatoon, you're, you're, you know, yeah, that could be a whole different world than seven hours North where farming practice starts. Yeah. So big time. I, I always try to just, you know, do that, do it that way. I, I, there's a guy up in North Battleford, um, yeah. his stuff has, his stuff has had a lot of geese. And then I've seen guys in Saskatoon that run around that area. And yeah, like you said, they're, they're, you know, it's been a lot of ducks. It's been like the the dry field ducks and it's been that kind of thing or whatever. So um, I think you got to get to about November, you know, somewhere around there before you start really seeing what's going to roll out of roll out of Saskatchewan. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fair. Um, It looked like, we were going to get an early start to fall here last year. We had an extremely warm fall. Um, and then last week we were getting frost warnings at night. Um, I was waking up in the morning. It was like three degrees Celsius um, in the mornings. And I was like, Oh yeah, fall is on. Um, birds are moving. Um, wood ducks. And uh, so here's one for you. And Mark, you've been, you've hunted in the areas that I hunt. I have not had a teal decoy this year. I've never, ever, ever not had teal decoy. Hmm. And this year, and there's lots of teal around, uh, probably gone now because I haven't been out for the last two days. Um, but Teal buzz and not decoying. I've never not had teal de- mallards all the time. I always mallards are hit and miss on FDL decoy at the beginning of the season. Um, but teal, I was so frustrated because I love the buggers. Um, yeah. I do. I just absolutely love them. And and I'm not. And I've bought a new gun. I've switched to a twenty gauge. So I'm trying. So here I am with a new gun, trying to knock down these rockets blowing blowing past me. At, <laughs> Holy smokes. But yeah, not decoying for me at all. Um, wow. Yes. Yeah, so, so weird. And Mark, you, you've hunted the areas that I have. And, and usually um, this time of the year, that's what I'm bringing home is, is green and, and blue teal. Yeah. For the first month of the season. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, not, but now I tell you, but I tell you wood ducks um, up here. Amazing. tons of of wood ducks up here so it's but anyways to get to my point um i thought that to see i thought we were going to get that you know the fast start to to fall to cooler weather and stuff but you know i woke up this morning and it was like it was like 18 degrees this morning when i woke up so you know probably around 67 68 degrees fahrenheit and i'm like yeah i think we we only had one we had one day that had frost you know we had to really? blow it up decoys and stuff we don't we, yeah it was the only morning that we wow. had it so and that's uh, yeah and that's strange for for western it, it, canada for up there because i mean it's usually two or three days it's you know yeah it, it's more than one for sure yeah. so yeah yeah big yeah. time yeah big time all right boys well, yeah. I think I think we've I think we've uh, come to our come to our time. We're we're about we're about there. So um, we'll we'll tidy this up, Eric, buddy. Um, thanks so much for coming on again. I it's so I love it because I just send you a message. I'm like, hey, Eric, you want to come on the show? Yeah, man, let's do Absolutely. it. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do it. You're always so quick to jump on and 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 remember, you don't need. For me to send you a message just hey damien I, 
we we should do a show and and come on. Yeah. Abs- and yeah. and come on anytime, buddy. I yeah, love absolutely. to have you on. Sure. Love chatting with you and and stuff. So, um, we'll go around the table. Give you last word, Eric, and uh, and yeah. then we'll call her a show, Mark. Good seeing you again, Eric. Yes. Yeah. Good to hear about your trip out west. Uh, uh, living vicariously through you guys right now. <laughs> yeah, good time. As much as I should. So it's good to see this stuff. Uh, keep putting it out there for us and uh, and sharing it with us. So, anyways, have a good one. Yeah, you too. Appreciate it, Eric, buddy. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, I, I, I just I, I love the format. Like I've always said, you know, just feels like friends just chatting or whatever. So. Yeah, uh, I, I hope once in a while we say something that somebody <laughs> or learns or whatever. Yeah. Um, we did do, I, you know, I do want to just put a shout out there. Uh, besides the hunting stall killed a bunch of like just little videos about uh, the panel blinds and, and, okay. and some things that we take for granted. You know, we, we forget cause we do it day in and out. Um, we always tell people how simplistic it is and how simple it is and this and that, but we forget that it actually took some time to get there. We didn't take them out of the boxes years ago and just, you know, set them up. We went from poles to stabilizers to this. Um, And we started thinking about it because we, we, we have a lot of people who, and this goes back to this comment about like, sometimes, you know, we're, we're jerks where, we get a comment about like, Hey man, I, this thing doesn't work for me at this and that or whatever. Your first thought is like, this thing is not that hard. Like how can this be difficult for you or whatever? And we, we forget, we take for granted that it took a long time for us to get to places and just little things on the doors and how to do this and how to do that. And there, there was one that was so simple, which was, you know, he labels the fronts and the backs. So he takes the fronts, he puts F's on the fronts, he puts B's on the backs. And people are like, why the hell will you do that? Well, the B's, you grass just to the top of the blind. Yeah. The fronts, you'd grass all the way up. Why? Because the backs, if you put the top on and there's grass, the top doesn't, you know. Yeah. Well, it took us a couple times. I mean, we screwed it up the first time and then we, yeah, you know, or whatever. Yeah, of course. And now we just, it's, we think, oh, you know, I, I mean, so now when somebody says something, we're like, oh, what an idiot, you know, yeah. I mean, how the hell do you not figure that out? But that's kind of what he was getting at. Like sometimes we're our own worst enemy to each other uh, with knowledge transfer with some of that. So while we were up there, he knocked out a ton of stuff. He did a great one about a dog in the blind, um, okay, grassing, labeling, uh, a little bit of like how, you know, the, the, the organized trailer works for us, how we do it, you know, some of that, some of that stuff. So it'll be, it'll be real short stuff. It'll be on tangle free first. I think it'll go to RMT calls as well. And okay. that kind of deal, but check those out. Those are, yeah. those are, those are no, super cool. Um, no, we'll, we'll share them 100%. And you know what? Like it's good. It's good when, if anybody is intimidated and and I would assume that there are people that's intimidated because I would have been and I, I guess I sort of kind of still am when it comes to asking some of the questions like, why would you do that? Um, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, when you guys are just making those videos and putting them out, that takes away any of the intimidation that someone would have in the asking the question, yeah. because if it didn't work for them, right, like when you guys are swearing by uh, the top for the panel blind. And then I've heard, I've heard so many people say I've, I've never used the top. I've never hunted with the top, but I've heard so many people say it doesn't work. But I wonder, did they actually know how to put it together properly and, and use it the right way? Do you know what I mean? So hundred. Yeah. If, if you take the front of a panel blind and you grasp it to the top, yeah. And you take a panel top and you take the flip top and you grass it to the edge. Guess what's going to happen? There's going to be a gap that big. And if they get down the side of that thing, I mean, it's like looking down, yeah. you know, a stadium row, right? <laughs> um, that that took us, I mean, we didn't know that right away. Right. Uh, stall flew drones the first year. I mean, we did all kinds of stuff. As simple as, I think he's brought this up to you guys before, the black hoodies. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. I know everybody's like, oh, you know, the, the whole goose hunting black hoodie thing or whatever. There's an actual reason behind that. He flew drones. And you know what you could see most out of everything was a dude in a camouflage hat. Yeah. Don't know why, but it's something with the background or whatever. And a guy sitting there. And that's Optifade, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Optifade. I know the science behind it. All of a sudden, the guy next to him had a black hoodie and a black hat on. And it was yep. like, why the hell does that look so much better? You know, I don't know. Shadow this and that or whatever. So we didn't, we didn't, we didn't come up with that. We didn't that, innovate that. We got that by trial and error. And it's like, yeah, you know, we, we should pass these things along. We want people to be successful. Why would you not give them these little tips? And again, it's not swear by. It's just, hey, guys, this. This helps us and uh, try it. This, this, you know, this might help you, but egos get in the way. Um, a, lot of, a lot of shit gets in the way when people try to do knowledge transfer. So yeah, big time. But I think I think it says a, I think it says a lot about the person and a lot about the brand. And, and you know what? Take the brand out of it. Um, but it says a lot about the person when when they can look back and go, oh shit, you know what? Maybe I should explain while we're doing this because yeah. while it's second nature to me um it may not be uh for somebody yeah. else i always remember when Corey was on and he is he was talking about i, I can't remember exactly what it was i think it was decoys i i'm not sure anyways and he was like trying to trying to get them perfect before he put them out out onto market right and and he was like him and han about certain things and about this and about that and and he wasn't happy with this and happy about that and meanwhile you guys were putting them to work out in the field every day and stall yeah. just stall just said to me he's like dude they're, they're, they're good do we're, it we're, we're killing birds over them like we're putting them so yeah. um I guess the, the the lesson I'm trying to get in this is is when somebody says, "Oh, that's junk. That doesn't work." I don't think there's a company out there, regardless of who you are. I don't think there's a company out there that blindly puts a product on the market without testing the shit out of it. Yeah, and it probably works for them in yeah whatever way possible. Absolutely. Right? I mean, Whatever it is, you yeah. can get somebody on here that would say you're crazy for trying to shoot a goose with a 20 gauge or, you're, <laughs> yeah. you know, or the, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, as long as you strip your ego away and you're just sharing knowledge to share it with people and you 100%. enjoy sharing it. And, yeah. and, you know, and I don't think you can be bashed for that. I'm, I guess no. there's haters and people are, you know, but I, I think sharing your experience, uh, good or bad or whatever, you know, we, the, the panel blinds, the stabilizers that you put the panel blinds in, you know, the one of the first years we, we closed the door. So it looked when we put them together, it looked like you had like all these chopped sections. And when a guy tried to get out of the thing, he had his bag and he had all this stuff and he's trying to get out the little door and it was, <laughs> it was a disaster. And now with the stabilizers, you take the back of them, you so everybody after a hunt is always trying to grab their shit, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah their bags and all this stuff. And we always say, no, 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 don't, don't, don't grab anything. Just go out, just go out, start picking up or whatever. We come up, we just take the backs off and all of your stuff is laying there on the ground. Then you can come in and you can get this stuff. There's no reason to try to grab your five geese, your stool, your bag, your gun case, <laughs> try to squeeze out of a freaking hole, you know? But no, just stay put. We got this. It's like it's like getting out the fucking airplane, eh? With oh, all the <laughs> <laughs> you know? oh, that's awesome. But like just stay. You're you're good. Just walk out and you're and you're gonna be fine. Nobody's gonna steal your shit in 10 seconds. Yeah. And then you remove the back of the panel blinds, the fronts are still on the stabilizer. It just exposes everything. Stuff is just laying there. Yeah. Now go up and get your stuff, you know, kind of thing. Awesome. Um, so the, it, it was a bunch of that stuff or whatever. So yeah, look for that stuff. Yeah, I will. Yeah. I, and we'll, we'll share it. We'll share yeah. it on our social media. When we, uh, when we see it, we'll keep an eye out for it. Um, and if yeah. you see it, 
please tag us in it just so that uh, in case we we miss it. Um, Everybody, this was episode 117 of the Union 0430. Thanks to Eric Massey for coming on once again. Always a treat to have you on, Eric. Um, One of the most down to earth people that we've we've ever met. So um, big love to you. Big love to your family. If I don't get a chance to talk to you, buddy, have a wonderful thanks, uh, American Thanksgiving. Um, good luck to your young fellow in college ball this this fall. Um, we are who we say we are. We'll never pretend to be someone we're not. Big love. Be nice to one another. Surround yourself with good people. Ciao.